the next generation of radio. It's the MyMac.com podcast. Podcasting from the MyMac.com studios, it's your hosts, Tim Robertson and Chad Perry. It's Thursday, April 7th, 2005. I am Tim Robertson. And I'm Chad Perry. And this is the MyMac.com podcast. And uh, we've got a lot of things going on in the uh, Mac world. Not really. No, not really. It's just kind of spring, and a lot of people are looking forward to getting outside from a long winter. And um, I think this is probably, at least from the decade that I look back and covering the Mac as a writer, this is always kind of a dead time, you know? Yeah. No, Nobody really cares about technology a whole lot at this time of the year. Everyone's got cabin fever and they're getting out. Doing their gardening, doing their flowers, doing their lawns, getting out in nature again. I, uh, we had a 75 degree day today. Almost, uh, actually I think they said it was closer to 79. So almost 80 degrees out here in Michigan. I don't know about you, but I actually got quite a bit of yard work done. Yeah, I'm kind of sticky still, and my shirt's <laughs> dirty. I could have at least changed before I came over, huh? Yeah, well, I can deal with it. I, I'm, I, I I'm, just came back from walking the dog, so... I'm just a rude son of a gun. That's my problem. <laughs> uh, I want to thank the uh, the guys over at the My, Mac, the My Mac Guys podcast, Chris and Hank. They ran their side of the MyMac.com contest in conjuncture with them. Uh, Chris and Hank did a really cool show. Have you listened to it yet? No, I haven't. They had a really good podcast um, that was basically about Mac gaming. Really? Yeah, it really kind of upset me too because I we're both somewhat into Mac gaming. Not really Mm -hmm. the new games, more like the old games. Yeah. That so could have been one of our topics that we could have talked about. Yeah. So we might just end up swiping that someday, and (laughs) you know, not the whole podcast, but maybe some funny stories about games in the past. Were they doing big house games or were they doing like shareware games? Smaller, smaller. I'm, I'm just gonna, no, no, they were talking about the big stuff, Mist yeah. and yeah, Doom and that sort of stuff. Um, so if you're interested in uh, listening to their podcast, check out uh, www.mymacguys.blogspot.com and give Chris and Hank a listen. Uh, yeah, and thanks, Chris and Hank, for participating in the contest. We've already got some responses back from your from your listeners. We've got we've got four people so far that's listened to our last show that we gave our contest word, mm-hmm. and that and, was on uh, Sunday the third. Yep, and we've also got uh, obviously if they sent in the answers, they had to listen to our podcast as well. So yep. we've so far we've got four people that's that's uh, got both words. Cool. One more. That has both the words from the the last MyMac.com podcast and the MyMac Guys podcast. We'll have five winners and we'll announce who they are. Great. Probably on the next show because we've already got four. Right. We had three, but then right before I came over here, I got an email and boom, there was number four. So Excellent. Probably by the time I get home, we'll have five. And I went, oh, I could have done the yeah. announce the winners today. So uh, if you want to participate, there's still one more. Uh, prize to give away through the My Mac Guys podcast. So head over to that URL, listen to their podcast, send their contest word and our contest word to contest at mymac.com, mm-hmm. and you could win. Better yet, here's another chance you can have. You can con- you can listen to the Roadhouse, the finest blues you've never heard. That's by Tony Steeler Dennison, and his podcast is at codemode.typepad.com backslash roadhouse 
So uh, I, there's a link up on our site, so you don't have to try to write it down as you listen to it. Just go up to MyMac.com, look at the show notes for today, and uh, again, today is Thursday, April, I keep wanting to say April March. 7th. <laughs> I know, I'm still into the whole March thing. I'm surprised I'm still saying 2005. Usually by uh, June, I finally get used to whatever the year it is. So uh, some of you may be wondering, wait a minute, on the last show you said we can listen to the Don and Drew show and, uh, you know, have a chance to win that way too. And originally you could have, but... (laughs) At the last minute, even after we had recorded and fulfilled our side of the obligation, um, they decided not to. And uh, to, to... to say the least, I was a little bit disappointed that um, they kind of backed out after the fact. Yeah. Uh, with a, a BS reason. Uh, I don't think they were completely forthcoming. They mentioned a little bit, you know, we agreed to do it with you guys, not, you know, three other shows. Well, we they weren't doing it with three other shows. They were doing it with us. Right. So I think, you know, probably a little, little bit of ego came into play there. Mm. Uh, we're popular and we want all the attention, so... Um, but I know you you had some concerns about even working with them in the first sure, place. Sure, sure. I, I just don't know if some of the content that they present is really, really what our listeners might be into, and I don't know if it's really what we want to associate ourselves with. Right. Yeah. You know, it's I, I use profanity in everyday life. I mean, you know, I don't do yes, the podcast, do. but right. you know, um, <laughs> well, we all do to some degree. But, but basically, that's what their show is about: vulgarity, talking about. Uh, sexual organs and where they like to put them or put on them and uh, I, I guess you could say that they're kind of the they're kind of the Howard Stern show of podcasting mm-hmm. except they're not that clever Yeah, and you know that I, I probably should not have even contacted them about this podcast because really our listeners and their listeners probably aren't the same people. I'm sure mm-hmm. some of them are. Yeah. But, you know, it it that's really not who we are. We mm-hmm. we try to keep it clean, we, we try to keep it classy, and their show is exactly the opposite of that. It's it's classless. I mean, you go to their mm-hmm. message boards and there's women showing their breasts with the Don and Drew show on it with mm-hmm. nude breasts. And that's, you know, yeah. That's not who we are. So, mm-hmm. it's probably best that they they backed out um even in the unprofessional manner that they did. Yeah. So, and I do wish them the best. Good luck to them. Sure. You know, they've got a, a pretty popular show right now, and they've been doing it for quite a while. Mm-hmm. I doubt if we'll hear anything about them in a couple of years. They'll be gone, you know. Once the, the freshness of being able to swear and hear, let people hear you say that and talk about your private parts all the time, once that kind of wears out a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to go bye-bye. But, you know, good luck to them. Uh, again, uh, check out the Roadhouse, the finest blues you've never heard. This Sunday, what is this Sunday? I don't even know. This Sunday is the tenth. That's the tenth. Yeah. Yep. So he'll be. Tony will be posting his on the tenth. Did I tell you that I talked to Tony via Skype? Yeah, you mentioned the last podcast. Did I? Yeah. Man, I couldn't believe how good the, the sound quality is. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. I also t- talked to uh, his possible holiness, Chris Siebold, really? via Skype. And we've talked quite a bit via iChat, mm-hmm. but Skype is a really cool program. Anybody out there, if you have a lot of people that you talk to, even if it's not a lot of people, mm-hmm. over the internet, and you're just really not satisfied with the vocal quality, the sound quality of iChat AV, 
go download Skype. It's a free program um, for Mac OS X and Windows users, and you could talk to Windows users, Linux users, or Mac users with it. Mm -hmm. Doesn't cost a dime, and the uh, audio quality is fantastic. Mm. I don't know how good it works with the dial-up. We both right. have high-speed internet, so right. I don't know. But um, if you're looking for a alternative that's not going to cost you anything, check out Skype.com. S K Y P E. I got you pretty good last week on a uh, kind of a April Fools' type of thing. Yeah, yeah, you did. There's a program out there from Ambrosia Software. Yep. Called Screen Cleaner Pro, and it sounded like. An actual real program. I mean, if if you read the instructions on what it's supposed to do, it mm -hmm. sounds like something that you know uh, it would be very beneficial. And as I'm talking, I'm trying to open it up so I can uh, read bring up the, the README. Yeah, right <clears throat> here. Okay. Basically, it says over time your LCD or CRT monitor will gradually fade in brightness and contrast. This fading is inevitable because the backlights. For LCD screens eventually fade, and the photoreactive substrate of the CRT monitors eventually degrades. Screen Cleaner Pro rectifies the situation by altering the gamma of your monitor to compensate for monitor de degradation, so it will look as good as new. Don't toss out that old monitor, just run Screen Cleaner Pro on it, and watch your old monitor gain new life. So in other words, it's, it's, <laughs> it's supposedly a software program that if you have an older CRT or LCD monitor, it's supposedly fading in brightness and that this program will come in and fix it for you. It will, mm -hmm. it will change the gamma settings of your monitor and make it look like a brand new monitor again. And you know, but the thing is, that sounds official. It sounds real. I bought it. We all know that eventually <laughs> monitors do fade. Right. And if they don't, they I don't know why they don't, because that makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. We're all aware of the old style monitors where you used to have the problem of burn-in. Mm -hmm. I've actually seen monitors with really, really bad burn-in. It was an old. Mm -hmm. uh, it was some old Mac, and uh, it had been running System 7.5 for years and years. Never touched. The monitor was always on. Mm -hmm. We upgraded to eight, but you can literally, right there on the screen, you could still see the desktop from some System 7.5. It was really eerie, <laughs> and it was trash. It was a bad yeah. monitor. We kept using it. I mean, it was a work monitor. Yeah. No one ever. You know, we just glanced at it occasionally to see what the status was. Mm -hmm. But I think it was a print server or something. So this sounded like a real program that you could do something with. So what you do is you launch it and it says it takes about 10 minutes and then animation will come on your screen and quote wipe away the the bad parts of your monitor. It will make it look nice and bright. Mm -hmm. And so I was talking to Chad on the phone and I told him to uh, oh, was I actually over here? No you were over here. Yeah I was over here that's yeah. right. And, and uh, we let it run for 10 minutes and by the way I was in on the joke beforehand. And uh, Chad's watching it, and here comes the, the, the animation of the little rag, and it starts wiping his screen, and Chad goes, wow, that's really making a difference. It looks a lot brighter where it's cleaning it. And uh, he completely fell for it, but what he didn't realize is what screensaver, it, screen, screen cleaner. cleaner Pro is actually an April Fool's joke. What it does is actually dims your monitor very, very gradually over that 10 minutes that it mm -hmm. says it's working. So you don't notice that it's getting dim. Mm -hmm. And all it does is restore it to where it was when you first launched the program. I was totally taken in. That is a great, great hoax. Yeah, it was a great April Fool's joke. I, uh, I got Tad with it, too. Tad Sheeler, who was on our podcast a couple uh -huh. months ago. Uh, I uh, emailed it to him, and he ran it. And he said, uh, but the thing is, though, after it cleaned it, he didn't quit the program. 
So every 10 <laughs> minutes, he said it would come back up and it would start cleaning the screen again. He goes, well, you know, I like it after it cleans it. It's nice and bright, but, boy, it's annoying because it keeps coming back and doing it over. <laughs> so I laughed and I told him it was a joke. And he, he laughed and said, you jerk. <laughs> so uh, that's from Ambrosia Software. Uh, it... Even, even though you know it's a joke already, go download it. Go check it out. It's funny. And then you'll be able to get somebody in on the joke. Oh, it's, absolutely. It's Fool your pretty friends. fun. It is. It's a lot of fun. There used to be a program, and I, I don't remember who wrote it. It's somebody that I should remember because I've been in contact with this person quite a bit years ago, mm -hmm. but I can't remember now. And uh, I don't even remember the name of the program, so if anybody remembers... Let me know. Email me because I'm really curious. What it would it was an it would turn your monitor into a flatbed scanner, mm -hmm. and that sounded too good to be true. But what you do is you print out this this picture that it comes with mm -hmm. as a test, and it says hold this piece of paper up to your monitor. So there, I hold yeah. it up to my monitor, <laughs> and then the whole screen kind of goes bluey. <laughs> it starts making all these noises, and it's flashing. And it looks like there's electricity in the screen. Mm -hmm. And then you move the paper, and there, there it is. It's on your screen. So it looked kind of <laughs> like it scanned it. You know, it was great. It was a funny, it was a funny joke to play on people. And as an IT manager um, in a Mac shop for years and years, I used to to very much enjoy playing pranks on people. Yeah. On the classic Mac, Mac OS eight, Mac OS nine, there was a small desktop accessory called Shutdown in the Apple menu. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you remember if you went to the Apple menu, you'd see Shutdown. Yeah. And if you selected it, it would just, boom, turn off the computer. Mm -hmm. Unlike today where it asks you in Mac OS, are you sure you want to shut down? Do you want to shut down? Do you want to mm -hmm. restart? Or do you want to cancel? If you went to the shutdown DA in the classic Mac OS, it would just yeah. shut it off. Well, I used to make an alias of that and put it in people's startup folder. So when mm -hmm. they would boot up their computer, of course, the Mac boots all the way up. Yeah. And the last thing it does is it checks the startup items menu. Mm -hmm. And it would go there, and it would see the shutdown DA, and it would mm -hmm. run that program, which would shut their Mac off. <laughs> and they'd be going, it's, I started all the way, it comes all the way up, and it started, and then it shuts down again. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I would discreetly pull down the shift key mm -hmm. to turn off extensions yeah. and control panels, and it wouldn't load anything in there. And I'd remove it and go, okay, it's fixed now. They thought I was a genius for years because I could <laughs> fix that. <laughs> That's pretty rude, wasn't it? You are a jerk. <laughs> I am. It was a great one. I, I'll tell you another story. Mm -hmm. I used to work in auto parts, and this was way back in the 80s. Nobody in there knew how to type. Nobody. But the keyboard that we had on this old computer, and by the way, this, this computer ran some proprietary operating system that was only used to look up auto parts. Mm -hmm. But the keys were removable on the keyboard, mm -hmm. but it was almost like a cover that went over the real key. Mm -hmm. If do you understand what I mean? It was just a little plastic top that sat on the actual key, right? And that top had all the letters on it. Mm -hmm. So what I would do at night, or what I did one night, I should say, is I m removed the keys and put them in different spots. So mm -hmm. if you hit L, that was actually like J. <laughs> if you hit M, well, that's actually where R was. Mm -hmm. And because nobody knew knew how to type there, that everybody typed by looking at the keyboard. Mm -hmm. So I come in the next day. A second shift, you know, to close the store, and I'm thinking someone probably fixed it, right? Mm -hmm. Well, nobody else knew that those keys were removable. <laughs> so I come in, and there's this little note taped up to the next to the monitor, mm -hmm. and the little note is L equals M, P equals Q. <laughs> 
<laughs> Instead of fixing the keyboard, they made a they made a, key, a keyboard shortcut, you know, a little cheat sheet. Yeah. So I moved them around again. So they had to go, you know, the next day. There was different keys equal different keys. It was great. How I, long did you run that joke? For? Oh, about a week. <laughs> Every night I would change the keys to around mm-hmm. something else. Um, I was even I even did the uh, the F keys. And I also did the numbered keys, so like two would equal four, and um, and nobody ever figured out until I told them that these keys are removable. I'm just taking the plastic covers and moving <laughs> them to the different spot. You know, mm-hmm. it was great. If if anybody there knew how to type, I think they would have figured it out pretty quickly. Right. You know, but the M key is in the wrong spot. That's not supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. But that that used to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You can't do a lot of practical jokes anymore because people are much more computer savvy than they yeah. used to be. Yeah. Uh, anyways, let's uh, let's hear from uh, Small Dog Electronics. Yeah, let's, let's run podcast. an ad, and uh, we will be right back. Most websites are only there for you to buy something. Buy, buy, save, buy. Save, save. At smalldog.com, well, they're happy if you buy something, but that's just half the story. Take a walk around smalldog.com, and you'll find the inside scoop on Mac products and lots of helpful how-tos for beginners and experts alike. Digital photography and graphic design, music and sound, small business and more. From iTunes to inkjets, Apple to Ziff. Smalldog.com, so you can love your Mac more. High technology at low prices. Smalldog.com. And now, Not Mac News with Chris Siebel. Many Mac aficionados are starting to wonder just when OS 10.4, codenamed Tiger, will be released. Not Mac News has learned that while Tiger has reached Gold Master status, that status is no longer considered good enough for general release. Instead, Apple is taking a page from the record companies and will not be releasing Tiger until it goes platinum. In other news, Microsoft's next operating system, codenamed Longhorn, is said to be delayed yet again, this time until 2007. Not Mac News talked to our top secret contact at Microsoft, Knight Commander. Mr. Gate, er, Knight Commander, reported that most of the delay is because OS X is proving much harder to copy than previous versions of the Mac OS. On location, for Not Mac News, I'm Chris Siebold. And we'd like to thank our potential pontiff for that great uh, segment of Not Mac News broadcasting, well, not quite live, from the Vatican. <laughs> and thanks for SmallDog.com for sponsoring this podcast. Thank you very much. If you guys are looking for some Mac gear, and they also have a lot of iPod stuff too, so go up there and check out SmallDog.com. We also want to, while I'm still thinking about it, thank MacSales.com for the prize, which is the road trip. The Road Trip FM transmitter. In other words, you can play your iPod or any other MP3 player wirelessly over your car stereo via an FM channel. I use it myself. I reviewed it a couple podcasts ago. Kind of a review. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really a full review, but kind of a review, and uh, I really like it. So go to MacSales.com and uh, anything that Small Dog doesn't have that MacSales does, buy it there. Yep. Um, you know, I was uh, I get email quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody emailed me maybe two or three days ago, and I didn't copy the email to bring it here, so I can't tell you who did it. But the gist of the email is, 
if you go into your system preferences and screensaver, I like Apple's regular screensavers, and I like being able to choose a picture yeah. folder and you know have pictures mosaic in and out and that kind of thing. Why can't I do that with QuickTime Movies? The person wanted to know, and that's a good question. Why can't you? Like, I don't know. You can't. Uh, mm-hmm. Apple's screensaver does not allow you to play QuickTime Movies. So I thought about it, and you know I've got a lot. I'll give you a prime example. Uh, I have a little HP handheld digital camera. Um, and that's pretty much what we take all our still pictures with. But it does have video capture, both video and audio capture on it as well. The videos stink. I mean, it's tiny right. little videos. <clears throat> the quality is horrible. I've got a Canon GL2 if I want to do some really nice recording. Right. But occasionally, if we're out somewhere and I would like to capture a little bit of video, that's a great little handy feature of the camera, and I like it. And now uh, with iPhoto 5, iPhoto 5 actually imports those MPEG movies right off your camera as well. So right. it, it's fi- for Mac users, you can finally use, store, and organize those little QuickTime MPEG movies from still cameras. But what do you do with them? What if you want to just watch them on the computer occasionally? I mean, you're probably not going to put those on DVD. So I started thinking about it. What, what could you do with these? I have a program that I've pretty much had on every Mac that I've ever owned since probably 96, 97. It's called Graphic Converter from Lemkey Software. And basically what Graphic Converter will let you do is open pretty much any file type. For a long time it wouldn't let you do uh, line drawing and stuff like that, but now Mm -hmm. it pretty much opens everything. And then if you can open it, you can obviously save it out as a JPEG or whatever you want. And uh, one of the neat features of Graphic Converter is if you launch Graphic Converter and hit Command D, you could do a slideshow. And the slideshow can be either set up that you have to click it to go to the next picture, or after a, uh, a user-defined delay, like two seconds, then it goes to the next picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, that's still pictures, but here's the thing. Graphic Converter also works with MPEG and .mov files. And uh, I thought, well, what if I put a whole bunch of little of these little video files in a folder, tell Graphic Converter to do a slideshow in that folder, and repeat the slideshow? at the end instead uh-huh. of ending it just repeats it sure so I did that I put you know maybe six or seven little video clips in there uh, not just from the camera but from stuff that I've recorded in uh, iMovie mm-hmm. and then I ran that slideshow in, uh, in graphic converter and it blacks out the whole screen you don't see the dock you don't see the menu you don't see anything but whatever it's displaying mm-hmm. and sure enough it plays those videos with the sounds one right after the other and it repeated the whole thing ad nauseum until I stopped it so if you want to do, it's kind, of, it's not really a screensaver, it's a slideshow, but if you have a bunch of little QuickTime movies on your computer, and you'd rather have that running as your screensaver rather than just still pictures, that's an easy way to do it. Go download Graphic Converter. I think it's about maybe $30 shareware, yeah. and if you don't really need that much, don't get me wrong, there's other programs I'm sure that will do just that and only that. I'm not aware of all of those right now, mm-hmm. but I am aware of Graphic Converter, and a lot of people listening right now probably already own Graphic Converter. And so you've already got the tools that you need to do this with. Um, I did notice, though, and this is at least on my 23-inch cinema display, the first generation 23. Yeah. It's not the chrome ones now. It's the, the clear plastic mm-hmm. ones. Um, 
those little <laughs> movies that I took off the still camera, those little yeah. MPEG movies, look like crap when it blows it up. It gets pixelated. Yeah. And, but there are settings in Graphic Converter to tell it whether you want it to blow it up, scale it by a certain percentage, or keep it the original size. Mm -hmm. So um, I do have a two-year-old daughter, and like the example I was going to give you earlier, we went out to what's called the um, Kellogg Bird Sanctuary yesterday. Sure. Beautiful day. Took the three girls out to the bird sanctuary. We went out there and fed the ducks, looked at the eagles. And I've taken the... The older girls have been there probably 50 times. Mm -hmm. They still love going there. It's just one of the family things that we do. The youngest one went last year, but she really didn't understand or remember going out there yeah. last year. She was just too young. She's almost two now, so this was a big deal from her, for her. She's running all around, and I got a lot of still pictures, but I thought, I want more than just still pictures. I would like to be able to do video as well. Sure. So I actually put those in the folder, as well as some still pictures from the same from the same outing, mm -hmm. some of the still pictures that I took. So Graphic Averter did a slideshow of not just the movies, and I, I think I told it to uh, to make it like 150% size, so mm -hmm. it didn't fill the screen by any means, but it was big enough where you could see it well. Yeah. And it also did the still pictures, so it was pretty fun. It was It's a good way of using um, a program for another reason than you may have ever thought. Mm -hmm. and, and it was easy to do. I mean, it's just a couple clicks and boom, you're done. Cool. Unfortunately, what I don't get, and this makes no sense to me at all, and if anybody can explain why this is, I'd appreciate an email. Now that iPhoto can import those MPEG folders, or those MPEG files, right off your digital camera, it doesn't play them. If you double-click one of those movies, it actually launches QuickTime and plays it in QuickTime. Now I've got QuickTime Pro, so I can you know make it mm -hmm. large or small or whatever, and I can export it as whatever. Sure. But if I'm doing a slideshow, let's say I select a film role, and I'll give the example of going to the bird sanctuary. Three of the things in that role are MPEG movies. The other 50 things are pictures that I took while we were there. But if I do a slideshow within iPhoto of that role, it will not show those videos. So iPhoto does not have the ability itself to play videos. And if it can import it and it can store it, and it can help you organize it. You can put keywords to it so you can do a quick search. Then why wouldn't it be able to help you play it? Does that make any sense to you? No. no. That, that I can understand they don't want to pile everything into this version of iPhoto because then why do you need to buy a new version? But if anybody from Apple is listening, and I know I've got email from a few different Apple employees that actually do listen. I don't know if they work in iPhoto or not, but if anybody listening to this works at an Apple computer and knows somebody that works on the iPhoto project, the ability to play those MPEG movies within iPhoto would be absolutely fantastic. So I could just click it and it plays it right there. Not mm -hmm. even not even have to like double click it. Just give me a little play button right underneath the preview mm -hmm. in my pane. You know, sure. click it and it plays it right there. You know, yep. the machine's powerful enough to do that. Well, absolutely. The program's powerful. It should be powerful enough to do that. I mean, it's got every other feature under the sun. Why can't it play videos? Yeah. So. Um, but that's a good workaround. Use Graphic Converter. Graphic Converter comes highly recommended for me. I, I'm not going to review it again because I've reviewed it in the past, and everybody that does anything with graphics probably has a copy on your desktop already. But Graphic Converter, converter from Lemke Software works absolutely fantastic to play videos as a slideshow. So there you go. Well, thanks for that tip, Tim. Yeah, anything. Anything for you, Chad. <laughs> Well, I think it just about wraps it up for our podcast this week. If you want to contact us by uh, email, you can contact me at chadperry at gmail or at 
No, you're no. not Gmail. I'm you're, not Gmail. No. Chad how, about, how about this? If you want to contact the show, just send uh, email to mymacpodcast at gmail.com, and uh, that'll come to both Chad and I. Yep. And uh, so we, we'll just stop giving the other email addresses. Let's make it simple. Okay. Send your email to mymacpodcast at gmail.com, either a regular text email or send an MP3 audio comment, and we'll play it right here on the show. And if you want to get promoted on the show, go ahead and send us a clip, and we will be glad to put that in the show as well. Speaking of, as we sign out here today, let's uh, play a little promo, and then we're out of here. Hi, this is Tony steidler Dennison from the Roadhouse Podcast, the finest blues you've never heard. And you're listening to the MyMac.com Podcast with Tim Robertson. Hey, what about me? What I about t- Chad Perry? I-, I told him specifically, don't mention Chad. Chad.